Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here on a solo pod today, just trying to, <laughs> I need to remember not to do these DFS podcasts on Saturday because boy, is it hard squeezing it in between the radio show and my show on Roto Grinders and getting up the Vegas tool and making sure everything's going okay with the DFS tools. But here we are. I wanted to just record this quick pod to give a little bit of context to go along with the DFS tools that are available over there at rosterwatch.com. Again, a reminder, if you're not a pro member at Rosterwatch, please change that by going to rosterwatch.com and getting a pro membership. It's not just the epic cheat sheets for season long. The waiver wire cheat sheets, Byron Lambert's trade cast, the, you know, all of the the snap counts, touches, targets, the matchup tool, all that stuff. But it's also all this DFS content. It's all it's all there for the price of uh, just a regular pro membership, which is among the cheapest in all of the fantasy football industry. So if you could support us by getting a pro membership over there, please, please do. We would love to welcome you to the family and help you this season, be it in redraft, dynasty, or DFS. Of course. Uh, we gave away some free Roster Watch Pro memberships to reviewers on Apple Podcasts once we got up to 400. We got there from 300 really quick, guys, and I see that we're already into those 400s. Once we get to 500, we will give away uh, – we gave away three last time. So once we get to 500, we'll give away four more uh, Roster Watch Pro memberships. So leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Make sure and leave your Twitter handle, and we will randomly, again, select four of those once we get to 500. Um, so get it done, and who knows, in a few weeks or a month or however long it takes to get 500, you could get a DM in your Twitter or Instagram inbox from us saying, hey, here's a free pro membership at Rosterwatch. Um, let's just go ahead and go through this slate. Uh, again, refer to the Vegas tool, refer to the uh, cheat sheets at Rosterwatch.com for the core plays, the plays that we're most on. But for this one, I'm just going to go game by game and kind of talk through some of these few of my observations. All right, so we'll start out with the Chargers and the Detroit Lions. This one opened up as a, uh, the Chargers on the road, minus 2.5. It ended up with the Chargers minus 1.5. It looks like 72% of the public bets are on the Chargers and only 62% of the money. This one with an over-under of 47.5. It started out at 47. Uh, I think with this one, you have to start by talking about the Chargers. Um and can you play both Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen on your same team? And I think it'll depend whether you're playing in tournaments or cash, a lot of times with stuff like that. I think in this kind of setup, if you want to play them both, if you like them both, it's it's fine. I'm looking at the Vegas tool right now. Keenan Allen has a uh, has a pretty big prop this week. I've went and I've gathered 107 props <laughs> for running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends, and I've matched those props versus – their pricing on DraftKings. Keenan Allen shows up as the sixth best value on the whole entire side at 7,600. He has a seven reception, 90.5 receiving yard over under. He's also minus 110 to score this week. Uh, it doesn't look like we're going to have Mike Williams. We know that there's no Melvin Gordon. We know that there's no Hunter Henry. Very concentrated offense here against what is the number 10 matchup for wide receivers overall in the Detroit Lions and an even better matchup for opposing slot wide receivers. Um, You saw how heavily slot wide receivers were targeted last week against that Lions defense by Kyler Murray and the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Um, So Eckler, Keenan Allen, both certainly in play, I think, for a deep play. I've heard some talk this week about Travis Benjamin. I think it's probably fine. 
he's a big play guy for tournaments, the kind of guy that you generally look to in those kinds of spots. So, you know, if he could get you three catches and one of them goes for 60 yards and a touchdown, you'll be sitting real pretty at his low price. On the Detroit side, it's kind of hard to figure out where there's any interest except for in the tight end, TJ Hawkinson. He just seems so underpriced at just 3K. Um, we'll have Kenny Galladay likely matched up on Casey Hayward. Don't be, don't go chasing the Danny Amendola targets from last week. Um, if you look at PFF's grades for cornerbacks, uh, Desmond King, who handles the slot for the Chargers, is their highest greatest their highest graded corner of the last season and should be able to kind of put the kibosh, the kibosh, the kibosh, the kibosh, the put the kibosh. What is a kibosh? I was going to say kind of put him on ice. Is that what it means to put the kibosh on somebody? The kibosh is to put it into or to dispose of decisively. Yeah. So he should put the, he should put the kibosh on Danny Amendola for at least this week. Might open things up for Marvin Jones on the other side, but who I really like in this one is TJ Hawkinson. I think that on Johnson is safe to be ignored, except in the most contrarian sort of DFS setting. He's just not getting the volume, and fuck the Lions for keeping on. Just They will just not give that dude the volume. I can't wait until the goddamn combine next year where I can ask Matt Patricia say, all right, so after another losing season, are you finally going to give the goddamn ball to carry on Johnson and, 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 and commit to running it with him? Or are you going to keep on bringing in fat asses like LeGarrette Blunt and C.J. Anderson? Next up on the docket, uh, the Indianapolis Colts to the Tennessee Titans. This one opened up as a 44 over-under, now down to 43.5. The Titans opened up as minus 2.5-point favorites, now at minus 3. 60% of the money on the Titans, uh, they're giving up the 3 points, 59% of the money. So it seems like the sharp betters are pretty much in line with the public. Joe Schmoes, we talked about the props earlier. Delaney Walker, uh, definitely a fixture in the – in the cheat sheets this week as a lower owned tight end option than what should be a very, very chalky um, game that Casey Oakland game that should eat up maybe what 50% of the total tight end ownership between Darren Waller and uh, Travis Kelsey. Maybe if you're getting off that game, you could go with a Delaney Walker only 3,500. He has a big prop for uh, a, a tight end to just 3.5 K on DraftKings, four receptions, 46.5 receiving yards there in the over-under. No interest from me in um, in any of the other pass catchers there for the Tennessee Titans. I'm not going to chase A.J. Brown, even though I love A.J. Brown. You know that if you listen to this podcast. It's just really, really hard for me to buy into Marcus Mariota continuing to look as good as he did last week. I do believe in Delaney Walker, though, because new – Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith is the former tight ends coach and it just he just he seems to love Delaney so that is where we'll be going with that on on the on the Titans side I think Derrick Henry's a perfectly reasonable play our model did like him I forgot if it's on DraftKings or on FanDuel go check the cheat sheets to make sure but I think that you're you're perfectly fine uh going there with um going there with Derrick Henry um Deion Lewis I will I will never play um but it should be said that indianapolis they are a team a lot like the atlanta falcons in that they have a really speedy and fast linebacker and darius leonard that's kind of like their version of a Deion jones they're in eberflus's defense and they will allow receptions to the running back we talked about it last week with austin eckler so 
Hey, maybe they'll get Derrick Henry more involved in the receiving game. They should get Derrick Henry involved, more involved in the receiving game. You goddamn get him more involved in the receiving game last week, and look what happens. He busts off a 75-yard receiving touchdown. On the indie side, it's just uh, this this matchup for Marlon Mack is what what does the matchup tool say? The twenty fifth matchup, so with the eighth worst worst matchup in fantasy this week for Marlon Mack. I'm not sure that I'm going back to him, although he did get the volume last week. I think T. Y. Hilton's always fine. Like him better indoors. Like him better at home. Uh, with that said, you know, we saw last week he was outdoors. He was at a shitty field. He was with Jacoby Brissett. Everything's just the same, and he did he did just fine. He has a five-reception, 64.5-yard uh, set of props there. He's plus 150 to score. Uh, other than that, I mean, you know what? You're going to throw a dart at Deion Kane because Devin Funches is out? This, I mean, it's probably fine. Uh, he's got to be men price. I haven't even looked at him yet, but uh, everyone knows I love Deion Kane. Uh, let's move on to the Dallas Cowboys and Washington Redskins. The Cowboys started out as four-and-a-half-point favorites, now all the way up to six-point favorites. 82% of the money and – I'm sorry, 82% of the public bets, 83% of the money on the Cowboys. The over-under in this game has also risen from 44 to 46.5. Uh, let's see, on the Cowboys side last week, K- Kellen Moore – the QB whisperer, he's got to be because we told you at his senior bowl back in 2012 that this kid's undraftable. He's got a rag-ass shit arm. And how was he able to get by and be such a prolific quarterback at Boise State? It was because of his, it was because of what's between his damn ears. And if he can come, continue to come along as a contemporary of Dak Prescott, um, somebody who can talk to him, uh, somebody who can – you know, integrate this extra play action who can kind of move the pocket and get Dak throwing off platform to, to really talented wide receivers. And, uh, you know, I've cut, I joke and call him average Amari, but Amari Cooper's been pretty good as a cowboy. Michael Gallup is looking better and better. Randall Cobb looked like a hell of a fourth option in the receiving game last week, maybe third option, fourth option. Zeke Elliott getting more and more involved. I think it's probably not the spot to play Zeke um i might wait until next week of course if you're playing season long i mean yeah, fire him up but this is a dfs podcast i'm just not gonna pay more for zeke elliott than i'm paying for alvin Kamara. it's just even if i want to be weird in a tournament i will i'll find other ways to there's plenty of ways to get fucking weird um washington pre- prevents some interesting options uh you're gonna see some interest in terry mclaurin after what he's been able to do i think he's probably fine um uh, Vernon Davis, with, uh, you know, if we don't have Jordan Reed, it's looking like we're not going to have any Jordan Reed. Uh, it should be should be fine. I think where I'm most interested is DraftKings. We're going with Chris Thompson now that we have no Darius Geis for his uh, receiving production. And then on FanDuel, man, Adrian Peterson needs to be thought about because even though he's old and he's decrepit, he's going to be angry. He's a vengeful man. And in games where he has juice and he has his legs about him – I mean, he is one of the best NFL runners that ever lived. It's not like Adrian Peterson is, you know, we're not we're not talking about Carlos Hyde or something here. Like Adrian Peterson actually did used to be one of the one of the best and a prodigy and a phenom and a freak. And um, he's got a lot of pride, man. I think he's angry. I think he's going to be running fresh. I think he's playing against his home state team and the and the Dallas Cowboys. It's um, it's not a it's not to, not the worst spot. 
So no one's going to be on AP. I think if they're paying down at the running back position, they'll all be on Josh Jacobs, as we'll talk about a little bit later. AP could be an interesting option for you. I, I probably reserve that for tournaments because that's going to be highly touchdown dependent, whereas Chris Thompson is just 3,900. I mean, would you really be that surprised if he had six receptions and, you know, like 73 receiving yards with a touchdown? I mean, that, that's not out of the range of outcomes at all. This is certainly on the high end. You're not going to get a medium projection saying that. But um, Chris Thompson, certainly in play. I don't, I, don't, I don't know who the fuck else I would play for the fucking Redskins. Um, you know, and, and they need a new owner. The Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. This game is a Green Bay minus two and a half as far as the line. It opened at minus three. Over under, started at 46, now down to 43. 54% of the public is on Minnesota along with 55% of the money. So Vegas is thinking this thing is, or, you know, the, the sharp betters in Vegas are going right along with public sentiment there. Um, I don't know. Everyone's going to be off Dalvin this week after everybody was on him last week. I'm not sure that's the best move, but, but you know, the price has just gone up, uh, you know, to – it's it's a, it's a middling matchup, but the price was well, going up twelve hundred bucks. He's now at seventy two hundred versus the six k he was at last week. The prop looks pretty good ninety four total uh, total yards with a three reception over under. Um, that could get you depending on how those come. That could get you pretty close to the bonus there on DraftKings, and he's he's not going to be owned at all after looking really really good in that outside zone scheme last week. Um, and we know that that team was run heavy, run heavy, run heavy last week. It's going to keep people off of Kirk Cousins. It's going to keep people off of Adam Thielen. It's going to keep people off of Stephon Diggs because they they only, what was it, 10, 10, 10 passes last week, something like that. Adam Thielen managed to get in on one of them. Thielen and Diggs both have had big games versus the Green Bay Packers, though, and I, I could see them both being contrarian options in bigger tournaments. I won't be going there because there are other players that I, that I really like. But I think that I think you could probably do worse. Um, Diggs is off the injury report. We talked last week about when Diggs is on the injury report, the splits are just absolutely brutal. I read in uh, Evan Silva's matchups column this week that in games where Steph- this is incredible, in games where Stephon Diggs has been questionable, he's yet to top sixty yards. So. It's 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 a real thing. If there's a Q buys name, don't don't play him. And there's no Q buys name this week. So if you want to play him, you know, play him. I guess I'm not going to be um, on the Green Bay side. What do we have? Geronimo Allison sucks. I'll I'll never play that guy. Devonte Adams should be very low owned and hasn't necessarily had the the worst career versus Xavier Rhodes Julio Jones a little bit of a tough time last week in coverage versus Xavier Rhodes despite the fact that everybody says that he now sucks I don't believe Xavier Rhodes sucks I just believe that there's certain types of wide receivers and more more importantly wide receiver quarterback tandems that can that can beat that guy and I certainly think that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are are one of those Marquez Valdez Scantling on the other side showed that he got the usage last week he got the snaps last week uh he'll continue to be a dude you can roll out in your season long leagues I'm not sure uh this week let's see what what, what is his I think he had a pretty d- decent little prop and he's got a good price 4600 um 
uh, I mean, the three reception over under, or three and a half reception over under with juice on the under, and forty two point five receiving yards plus two fifty to score there for MVS. There's so many good tight end plays on this slate. We've already mentioned one in TJ Hawkinson. Um, and another in Delaney Walker that there's no way I'm playing uh, Jimmy Graham and, to, and the mummified corpse of his former body. The Seattle Seahawks at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The over-under in this one, 47.5. That's up from an open of 46.5. The Pittsburgh Steelers have stayed as 3.5-point favorites, so you're getting the three and the hook if you're, uh, if you're taking Seattle here in this away game. This is going to be this kind of sneaky, popular game in DFS. I was looking at Chris Gimino's ownership projections over at Roto Grinders earlier today. He has Juju Smith-Schuster as the second highest owned wide receiver on this slate, which is cockamamie to me, after what we saw in week one. Um, then again, week two is, is overreaction week. And maybe I'm overreacting to Ben Roethlisberger in, a, in an away game versus a New England team that looks to probably have one of the best defenses in the league. Um, first, you know, First game with this new offense, no A-B. Uh, we all know that Ben's much better when he, when he gets back home. And we all know that when you stack these games with the killer Bs at home, it's no longer the killer Bs at all, right? It's now the killer B-C-Js, the Ben, Connor, and, <laughs> and Juju's. But we, 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 we saw in the day, Ben, Bell, Brown, lock them in at home. I, I, I mean, am I that crazy to think that this – version of James Conner and Juju are that much different from Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. They're not that much different. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think that that's going to be a pretty popular stack that people are going to go to. Um, I, I don't think I can play Vance McDonald. I noticed that he showed up at least in the top 20% of the value section for these props, but you know, it's the number 21 matchup for opposing tight ends is Seattle. And we saw last week, man, like it's just, you know, John Ross made mincemeat out of these idiots. So it's, it's, uh, it's, I'm just. I, I think that. I think that on the on the outsides, out of the slot, those sorts of ways. Those are the ways the wide receiver positions you're going to be able to get over on the Seattle team, not necessarily uh, via the tight end. Um, on the Seattle side, do you want to go with Tyler Lockett after he just gets two targets and one of them goes for a big 55 yard touchdown? I think. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think I do. But he does have a big prop in this game. 79 and a half yard prop. Four reception over under that shows up as a top top eighteen percent projection via the Vegas sports books this week. Our tools didn't like him as far as the DFS cheat sheets, but he is facing what is our number eight matchup for opposing wide receivers this week in in Pittsburgh, lining up a lot out of the slot. So it's sixty two hundred. You could go back to him. I here's the thing. I think he's going to be a little bit popular. So no, thank you. If you're going to be stacking this thing up with anybody coming back, our tools did notice DK Metcalf, not on FanDuel, but on DraftKings. Uh, his pricing over there uh, looks to be good, and our, our, he popped in our model. So he is on the DFS cheat sheets. If I was stacking in this game, I would stack it Ben, Juju, Connor, and bring it back with Metcalf, maybe Carson. I do like Carson this week. Look, Chris Carson, until further notice, until he gets hurt, which he will, because that's what Chris Carson does is, is, is get hurt. 
But we need to be talking about him like in the tier right after, you know, Barkley, Kamara, Zeke, once he gets fully back integrated. Chris Carson pretty soon is going to be a 7 to 8K player week in and week out. So when we still get him in the sixes, we should probably think about it, even though he is on the road as an underdog. If you saw $100 on the street, would you pick it up or would you keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Look, I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with my bookie if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet football this season, bet with my bookie. Did you know that you can bet on NFL games after kickoff? So if by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Double. Double your first deposit. But you have to use the promo code ROSTER to activate the offer. That's promo code ROSTER. R-O-S-T-E-R. Visit mybookie.ag today. That is mybookie.ag, promo code ROSTER. You play, you win, you get paid. Arizona at the Baltimore Ravens, and this thing opened up at only 41.5, all the way up to 46.5 as the sharp betters uh, wanted to get in there on the over. Lamar Jackson in a fast-paced game. We saw the pace of the play last week with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, But the line has not moved 13 is the spread here for the Baltimore Ravens. 57% of the money is on the Arizona Cardinals to cover. 57% of the bets are on Arizona to cover only 48% of the money. So maybe a little bit of sharp support there for the Baltimore Ravens as big home favorites. Of course, you can play Lamar. I mean, why not? Uh, The question is who to pair him with. Can you pair him with Marquise Brown? I know you've heard all week long about Marquise Brown's, what, what, did he have 12 snaps or 14 snaps last week? Something like that. Two of them went for mega monster touchdowns. But look, he's been hurt again all week. Dr. David Chow at ProFootballDoc.com said he is not 100%. He's not going to be 100% effective. Uh, Don't expect it just yet. But, you know, he could get lucky and catch lightning in a bottle again against this absolute shit back end. Patrick Petersonless, Robert Alfordless, um, back into the the Arizona Cardinals. To me, it's like I might take a deep flyer and play Miles Boykin in one tournament lineup this week. Um, you know, just it's like be a week early on the guy the same way you could have been a week early on Marquise Brown last week. But I think playing Lamar Jackson and playing him with Mark Ingram, I think that that is perfectly fine. I feel like doing that, unless we could just get a big dose of Gus the Bus again, uh, should basically guarantee you a piece of every – Baltimore touchdown. I mean, how sick would it be to have a big, have a Gus the Bus rushing touchdown whenever you have Ingram and you have Lamar Jackson? Um, on the Arizona side, it's not as bad a matchup for the Arizona side as it generally looks on paper. They're banged up in the secondary. Jimmy Smith uh, gonna gonna miss the game. So. Um, you know, these the slot wide receivers, Larry Fitzgerald, he popped in our model. I mean, he's on the DFS cheat sheet. Christian Kirk, you could probably roll him out. I don't think I'm going to be going any crazy. I'm not going to be going too crazy with any kind of Keyshawn Johnson or Trent Sherfield or fucking Demir Bird or any, any, any of this bullshit. But I think those guys are fine. And I think that, um, 
you know, if if they can get after Kyler with the pass rush, you know, David Johnson could be interesting. He's just a pass catcher out of the backfield. With that being said, you know, you can't play everybody. I'm probably not going to have too much of uh, David Johnson in my player pool. Uh, I think that the interest that I have mostly in this game is Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram. Oh, and of course, Mark Andrews. We saw what T.J. Hawkinson did to these idiots last week. That he he was T.J. Gronk Gronkowskinson. TJ Gronkinson. Um, it's a great matchup for opposing tight ends for Mark Andrews. We saw last week he has the ability to go really big. People are going to worry about his snap counts, only being a 40 to 50% snap count guy. But if you look at the number of routes run on Lamar Jackson dropbacks, he's, 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 he's running like almost 70% of, of, of the routes on Lamar Jackson's dropbacks. So it's like my friend Jeff Ratcliffe over Pro Football Focus says, like, it's like I don't give a shit if you're in there on one blocking plays. If if you're running routes on dropbacks, that's that's what I look at, and I agree with Jeff on that. Jeff's a smart dude. Um, let's see here. So yeah, Andrews Ingram, yeah, Lamar. I mean, Lamar's a, a goat play this week. I. I, there are other quarterbacks I like. I think that, as always, my quarterback ownership is going to be spread out just like everybody else. We don't really usually have to worry about chalk quarterbacks in fantasy football. Jacksonville at Houston. Jacksonville, a nine-point underdog after opening up as an eight-and-a-half-point dog in this one. The over-under opened at 44-and-a-half, now down to 43. 61% of the public betters are on the Jags and 69% of the money is on the Jags to cover. So um, maybe the Sharps thinking this is a little bit too high of a spread for these Houston Texans and this remade offensive line that looks uh, still look kind of shit, uh, kind of shitty last week. Um, I did look. Deshaun Jackson's always in play, or Deshaun Jack. Well, he is if you're playing the Sunday night slate. <laughs> If, if 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 you're playing on Yahoo or on Fantasy Draft, just as a quick aside, and you should be because both are playing having rate free tournaments again, make sure and get Julio Jones in, and maybe mix him up with some Deshaun Jackson. Just a little, just, just get him in on these on these slates that have Sunday night games. There's no content about the best plays on Sunday night, and so they go under owned. Play Julio. All right, don't tell anybody. That's between us. All right, um, back to Deshaun Jackson, or I should say Deshaun Watson. Always in play. Our models actually love him this week. Our models might say, look at what Patrick Mahomes did to these jerk-offs. What's, what's Deshaun Watson, who's almost as good as him, almost as good as Patrick Mahomes? A Tyreek Hill is Patrick Mahomes for most of that game. What's he going to do to these jerks? No A.J. Bouye this week. So I love I loved DeAndre Hopkins on Jalen Ramsey. I'll play him. I'll play Deshaun Watson. I'll play DeAndre Hopkins. I'll play Will Fuller on whoever's going to be lining up on the, lining up on the uh, outside against him. I love Will Fuller this week. Our models didn't like him this week, but people always ask me. They're like, well, hey, man, like um, – you talked on the serious show about Sammy Watkins or you t- like Deshaun Jackson. Why aren't those guys on the cheat sheets? I said, well, because the cheat sheets are my own personal ideas. That's a model. That's why we have this podcast or like we have the radio shows as a supplement is so we can tell you like, well, yeah, I mean, I like those plays that are on the cheat sheet. Some of the plays on the cheat sheet I don't, I, I don't like. 
I won't play him. And the cheat sheet and the Vegas tool and all the other stuff is what feeds the hyper DFS. It's not, it's not, it's not my inputs. I have, a, I have staff inputs into there. Do you know where it says trends on there? I can pick like a few players at each position that I like and I can assign a manual trend, but that's all. It's like it isn't it's, – it's, it's, it's not on me. So Will Fuller is a play that I have a lot of conviction about this week. I really like him. So if you're rolling out a few lineups and you don't mind taking a chance on a guy like that, I don't think Kenny Stills is going to hurt him that bad uh, right here just yet. And in this spot, I think he can go off for a big play. If you'd like to stack Deshaun Watson in a way that's going to you know, get you, you – know, Will Fuller is going to be less than 5% owned. So um, – Get him in in there this week. I think Duke Johnson's probably fine. Carlos Hyde is just uh, why are you going to mess with that? There are other options in that uh, you know down there. If I was paying down as low as Carlos Hyde, I would go Chris Thompson. I'd go Adrian Peterson. I would certainly go Josh Jacobs, who we'll get to um, on the Jacksonville side. And look, everybody's going to be off D.D. Westbrook after last week. Whenever DJ Shark and Chris Conley and whoever the hell else jumped out of the goddamn clown car and went off for 180 yards, like I think Dee's probably fine. Leonard Fournette should be fine. He's game script proof, man. He was in there for all the running back touches, carries, potential touches, everything, man. He was getting targeted heavily in the passing game. That's going to continue. So maybe get maybe get some Leonard Fournette this week. If you're going to get Deshaun Watson and stack him with DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller. Um, you're going to want to bring it back with somebody. And Leonard Fournette, not typically because you – I know how you picture Leonard Fournette. It's the front-running kind of – Jacksonville gets out to a lead. The defense is shutting assholes down. Like, the, that's when you want to ride Leonard Fournette in fantasy. I'm here to tell you that you can ride Leonard Fournette that way in fantasy. I'm also here to tell you that this year, like, if they're down, he's going to be in there and he's just going to be probably catching footballs from Gardner Minshew out of the backfield. And no, we're not going to play Gardner Minshew. Jesus Christ. Buffalo with the New York Giants. Buffalo is two-point favorites. This thing opened up as Buffalo minus 2.5, now down to Buffalo minus 2. The over-under has gone up from 42.5 to 44.5. The public bets and the money both at like 57 and 59% on the bills here to cover as uh, road favorites. And that's because the Giants are shitty on defense. Um... We saw it last week. Um, they're just they're 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 no good. So that means I like Josh Allen this week, and I love I love tying him to John Brown. I think is maybe a deep play that you could go to. I'm not probably going to do it, but last week Devin Singletary had like 70 percent of the snaps. He looks like a good young player for them. Somebody that's going to be really low owned. For tournament purposes, but for me, this thing is Josh Allen. This thing is John Brown. And then on the other side, you could bring it back with Saquon Barkley or Evan Ingram. We know there's no Sterling Shepard. Cody Latimer looks like he's banged up. This thing, I mean, I I don't I don't know. Like, is I'm not sure how many people are going to be on Saquon, but he's a great play if you're going to want if you if you, if you want to game stack this one. Evan Ingram, look, it's a really bad matchup via the Roster Watch matchup tool for opposing tight ends. If you look, just even going back a year, what the Bills have done against tight ends, it's been it's been brutal. Their personnel is seems seems to be really good at uh, at defending against the tight end position. But Evan Ingram, even though it's our worst matchup for opposing tight ends, has our fifth best our fifth best uh, prop 
this week. Um, as far as his pricing, at only 5,200. It's not going to be long before Evan Ingram's in the 6Ks, just like George Kittle and just like Travis Kelsey. Uh, if we took Hunter Henry or we took um, uh, if we took Hunter Henry or O.J. Howard in front of Evan Ingram, that is appearing to be a big mistake in season long. Uh, Evan Ingram is looking like he is now ascending to that George Kittle Travis Kelsey stratosphere. So, I mean, at the play, it's almost like I'm going to have to price and force in some of my lineups. Um, there are no other plays for the Giants and no other plays for the Bills. San Francisco is Cincinnati. San Francisco uh, opened up as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Now it has flipped over to Cincy being a one-point favorite since people realize, like, holy shit, that, that Bengals offense looks better. <laughs> Right, um, 59% of the bets and 56% of the money still on Cincy in this one. On the San Francisco side, Matt Breida is in play, George Kittle's in play, and if you want to pick out which one of those goddamn wide receivers is going to do anything, good luck to you. I'm not. I'm, I have no interest. I have zero, 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 zero interest in deciding whether Dante Pettis is going to get more than two snaps, whether Debo Samuel is going to continue getting 80% of the snaps whether Marquise Goodwin's going to go off for a big touchdown. Like, I just don't care. On the Bengals side, looks like we're going to have Joe Mixon. If we don't have Joe Mixon, Gio Bernard becomes a lock. So be prepared for that. It looks like Mixon's going to play. But if, if, if for some reason he doesn't, and he's a late scratch, and we don't get that news till really late, a lot of people are going to be in love with their lineups. And they're going to say, you know what? I'm not changing. I'm not changing it. No last-minute swindles. Well, leave yourself some outs. To, to get to Geo, right? Change some things up to get to Geo. If we get that news late, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a great play in this one. Tyler Boyd on FanDuel is cheaper than John Ross, which just ugh. I I mean I I'm not sure I can go. I'm I can, I'm definitely not going back to John Ross on FanDuel on DraftKings where he's a little bit cheaper. I guess you know you could make that make that case there. Um, but man, I think that I think Tyler Boyd on the one side, Matt Breida on the other side is where kind of my focus for this one's coming. If you get a real wild, wild, wild hair up your ass and you just want to get woolly, you can roll out Raheem Moster at the preseason goat. Um, I still think that's going to be a 70 30 split, something like that. All right, the last of the early games here we have New England at Miami. Of course, we all know that New England's fucking favored by 300 points. Um, Actually, uh, they're favored by 19 points in this game versus the Miami Dolphins. They look like the worst team I've ever seen. Boy, what kind of squared must you be to have to walk up to the cage there in the sports book and say, here you go. Give me my ticket for <laughs> New England minus 19. It's the, it's the most square bet there is, but I think it's probably the best bet. New England's going to kick Miami's ass. Tom Brady's in play. Josh Gordon's in play. I mean, did you see what Marquise Brown did to these assholes? Josh Gordon's in play. He can do that every day of the week. Antonio Brown, nobody's going to play him. Oh, he's new there. I want to see it. I want to blah, blah, blah. Dude, he's 7K. Play him. I mean, just play him. He's not on our models. He's not even showing up very high in the DFS cheat sheets. But if you're somebody that plays a lot of tournaments, why are you not playing Antonio Brown? I'm going to play him. 
I'm not playing him everywhere, but if he's going to be like 3% owned, 5% owned, Antonio Brown in a spot like this, we're acting like a petulant baby and, and, and Belichick, Brady, everybody, they probably want to get him kind of indoctrinated and happy being a Patriot there. You know, like get, give the guy some run. Let's shut his ass up, man. Like let's, let's, let's not, you know, it's a perfect time to do it. So Brady could have a big game, man. He could, he could throw for six touchdowns, or we could see Sony Michelle run for three touchdowns in the old LeGarrette Blunt role. Or it could be Rex Burkett. Oh, gee, it could be Brandon, Brandon Bolden. <laughs> I'm going to have some Sony. I'm going to have some Brady. I'm going to have some Josh Gordon. I'm going to have some AB. I'm going to have some Edelman. I'm going to have some Patriots in this one, and I won't have any goddamn Miami Dolphins. To the afternoon, Kansas City at Oakland. You know what? Let's 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 let's, let's go to the shitty game first. Uh, Chicago at Denver. Two zero and one teams. D- uh, Chicago, a two point road favorite against the uh, Denver Broncos and their old defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. Sixty seven percent of the bets on Chicago. Sixty three percent of the money on Chicago. I picked Denver in this one in my super contest entry over at mybookie.ag. Because you care so much about my picks, <laughs> I think I went. I think I went two and three last week. Um, I mean, who do you play? For some reason, our model loves Philip Lindsay this week, and I don't understand why. I'm not going to play him, but I have to tell you that the model likes Philip Lindsay this week. Uh, he'll be one percent owned if you're interested in that at 4600. On the Chicago side, all I could really venture to say is what maybe Allen Robinson. I'm not playing David Montgomery. Mike, I mean Mike Davis looks like the goddamn lead back there. Tariq Cohen's playing slot wide receiver and not even getting any 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 carries, which is basically making Anthony Miller useless. I think that probably where we would look, and you don't want to play in the slot against the Broncos anyway because they have the Bears old, old dude. Vic Fangio said, I'm taking Bryce Callahan with me. Guard that slot down in Denver with me. And then I'm not, why, I mean, I could never play Trubisky. Vic Fangio sat in all these practices and watched Mitchell Trubisky with all his warts as he developed and Matt Nagy tried to implement all this shit last year. He's going to come after him hard. I like the Denver defense in this spot. I'm not playing Sutton. I'm not playing it. I mean, look, our model likes Philip Lindsay. I'll probably get him in one lineup just because I think it's a weird, weird, weird thing for the model to say. But other than that, just this, this game is an avoid for me except for the Denver defense. Denver at home is, uh, what is it, since the year 2000. You, you can look up the splits. I think since the year 2000 in the month of September at home, they've lost like two games. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's really, really hard to go into Denver at altitude at the beginning of the season and win. So uh, I, I, do, I do like the Denver D here. I think, it's a, I think it's possibly a spot for a big Mitchell Trubisky meltdown. Okay, the game I wanted to go to, Kansas City at Oakland Raiders. Kansas City is seven-point road favorite here. 72% of the bets on KC, but only 41% of the money. So sharp support here coming in for the Raiders. And why not, right? (laughs) No, not no. Here's the thing. A lot of these Raiders look like really good plays. And the question is, how many Raiders are too many Raiders? Because we know we want to play Chiefs. Look, we're going to want to play Patrick Mahomes. We're going to want to play uh, Travis Kelsey. We're going to want to play Sammy Watkins. 
we're going to want to play McCall Hardman, who might be my favorite. And people are going to tell you, well, how do we know we want to play McCall Hardman? Because last week he was in on like 80% of snaps after Tyreek Hill got hurt, only one target. Um, while Sammy Watkins went absolutely bananas. And to that I say, you did, did, do, you, do you not fucking think for yourself? Think about what Andy Reid's going to do with a whole week preparing without any Tyreek Hill. Do you not watch offseason? Preseason? Do you not, do you not, do you not, do you not see how McCole Hardman looks like Tyreek Hill? They've had a week to prepare for this. They're playing the lowly Raiders. McCole Hardman's going to get big time targets down the football field, and he is legit burner speed fast. So it's sub 5K. I don't think I'm going to have any game stacks of this game without McCole Hardman. Um, on the and then look choose your poison in the Russian roulette that is Damian Williams versus LaShawn McCoy that thing could end up a 60-40 split much sooner than we imagined Damian Williams doesn't have bad props in this game but neither does Shady let's see LaShawn McCoy uh, not great 57 total yards but minus 110 to score he has a 1.5 reception over under as far as his prop Damian Williams, a little bit better for him, 77 total yard prop with a three reception over-under, also minus 110 to score. So, I mean, the bookmakers in Vegas say both these guys are favorites to score. You're basically, you're basically getting even money minus the juice on this one um, that th- these, these guys are both going to score. So, look, stack it up how you like it. It's on the Raiders' side that it gets weird because you don't want to stack three players, four players maybe, from a team that – I mean, what are the ch- – you're going to need a team that's like a top five scoring team on the whole entire slate out of the Raiders if you want to have a game stack that's going to go off and help you win a tournament, right? You, you figure that the Chiefs have a pretty good shot at that, but in a game stack, you need both of your teams to be top five scoring teams. This could shoot out, but I mean, are the rare Derek Carr and Tyrell Williams and Ryan Grant and Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller and a shitty offensive line really going to be top five? on the week look Darren Waller is going to be chalk he I mean I don't need to t- I don't need to give you any big surprises he has the like his prop is one that when I see props that get up above like the 3x um pricing on DraftKings those are ones I generally tried kind of not to fade it's going to be hard this week though because Darren Waller TJ Hawkinson Delaney Walker and Evan Ingram are both or all four over that mark so it's just that Darren Waller's up at 3.37. He's versus KC, which is our number 12 matchup via the proprietary matchup tool. 3,300 on DraftKings. A four reception, 48.5 yard over under, and he's plus 165 to score a touchdown. That's 11.11 points here in the Vegas tool, and the Vegas tool will show you that's 3.37x on his salary. Hard to get away from that guy. Hard to get away from Josh Jacobs, who is an elite beast right? How good did you look last week? And look, the reason why none of these Raiders are priced up is because they played on Monday night. DraftKings likes to put these salaries out on Sunday night so they can get people after the game's end and after the payout's end for the main slate, and they can take that money while it's mad money and invest it in the next week's slate. And so Monday night games, they're just like, wow, who the fuck? Let's just price them like last week. Let's not price Josh Jacobs like he looks like an epic bell cow. Let's not price Tyrell Williams like he looks like a true stud number one wide receiver. Ugh, God, it makes me so sick to say that about Tyrell Williams. Let's let's price Darren Waller as a speculative, you know, weird tight end play. 
Josh Jacobs is like 4,700. And the worry with him is that if this game gets out of hand, unlike the game last week with the Broncos for the Raiders, if this game gets out of hand, who knows what, what this stuff's going to look like with game script, right? It, you know, could they bring in Jalen Richard, who didn't play the, the pipsqueak, who didn't play any last week? DeAndre Washington, a pipsqueak, who didn't play any last week? What these people don't understand is that Josh Jacobs has elite hands. He's a great catcher out of the backfield. And so we're going to see whether or not that's the way John Gruden uses him. But look, if I'm putting my money on it, I'm going to put it on a great player who was great in college, who had great hands. That was one of his biggest selling points as a future bell cow runner at the NFL level when doing his prospect evaluation. If they get behind in this game, I think he's their guy. So I am high on Josh Jacobs. I don't have the worries that everybody else does. I'm going to have him in a bunch of lineups. I'm just worried. Like I, I want to have Darren Waller in lineups as well. And I wouldn't mind having Tyrell Williams in lineups as well. They're all just way too underpriced. 3300 for Darren Waller. T- Tyrell Williams is the number one wide receiver on his football team going up in a game that projects to be a shootout with the Chiefs. I mean, we had dirt balls like DJ Chark have monsters last week. Chris Conley. The, the, the target volume is going to be more concentrated on Tyrell Williams than either of those idiots, and he's 4,400. And then you think to yourself, fuck, I can't play three Raiders. This team sucks. <laughs> so good luck with that one. I'll go, I hope, hope I could help you there. Finally, uh, the game of the week, from at least from a real football perspective, I don't know how... Um, it's going to be for DFS, but it's the New Orleans Saints traveling to the Los Angeles Rams in an epic, epic revenge game for the blown, uh, the missed blown call there with Tommy Lee Lewis and Nicole Roby Coleman in the 2018 NFC Championship game. It was played in 2019, by the way. The Rams are two-point favorites here. They opened up as three-point favorites. Looks like 58 to 50. It's like it's the same. The public is on the Rams. So is the sharp betting action. Stack the game. If you're playing multiple lineups, just stack it. Play Jared Goff. Just pick your poison with a Brandon Cooks or a Robert Woods or a or a Cooper Cup. And on the other side, you know, make sure to get Alvin Kamara. He's probably the best. He's the best running back play on the slate. He always goes bonkers versus these guys. Um, Michael Thomas has had big games versus these guys. Michael Thomas has big games whenever the opposing team scores a lot of points. I believe it was my buddy Elliot Christ over at the Quan Edge. It might have been Scott Barrett. I forgot who it was, but they had a great stat. I believe it was a quote stat from over at the Quan Edge on one of their splits tools. And it was in games where Michael Thomas's opponents score more than like 20 points, his, his splits are outrageous. It's like, it's like, one, like one, you know, nine receptions, 130 per game or something, just under a touchdown. So, sure, Michael Thomas. I mean, there's a million ways. You know, get Alvin Kamara, get Michael Thomas, get Jared Cook, get you know, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks' revenge. Get Cooper Cup out of the slot versus P.J. Williams. Like, there's a million ways you can stack this game. It'll be a good one. And I don't think it's going to be as popular uh, now with uh, a a lot of talk and just so much chalk there on that Oakland-Kansas City game. Uh, This one could be interesting. And the most interesting thing that I have found about this game is when I look at the Vegas tool, the number three 
the number three value out of 107 of these players that I went and got props on with a 4.5 reception over under, a 59.5 yard over under, a plus 185 touchdown prop, so plus 185 to score a touchdown, 12.56 points projected by the Vegas bookmakers at only 4K on DraftKings, coming in as the top value wide receiver on the whole entire slate via the 2019 Week 2 NFL DFS Flex values based on Vegas Player Props Worksheet, none other than Ted Ginn Jr. <laughs> 